There's no music if you have no body to play it with, so take care of your body first. You getting into the gym and you lifting weights and working on muscles, is it's physical therapy for the benefit of your playing. The truth is nothing works like just taking care of the simple stuff. Diet, exercise and sleep. Take care of that and you'll be fine. Join us as two musicians and fitness coaches discuss strength, wellness and fitness in relation to musicians, artists and performance. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Tuned and Strong podcast. This is Angela McHouston of Music Strong. And this is Dr. Jen Cabas may of Tuned and Toned Performance. And uh, today we were going to talk a little bit about, I know we've done a lot, of, we were t- commenting on, we've done a lot of negative topics lately. And we're like, yeah, let's, let's do something positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with, depending on where you're listening to this, Uh, like which which application you're listening on it's either we're heading into january or it's the end of january into february Uh, we thought it might be a good time to talk about um consistency and just personal resiliency um in the gym and especially for if you're either getting just getting back into it or if you're just starting for the first time i apologize on my end we're going to have some color commentary from cats it's going to happen um (laughs) (laughs) Yay! It's, it's morning my time. They're awake right now. Anyway, um, so Angela, you were talking about um, just just the kind of consistency of getting back into the gym. And I think that's a good place to lead into it. It's something I'm going to have to deal with in a couple weeks, too. I've had to take some time off um, for some reasons. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, I posted something on uh, my social media channels a little while back that said, um, it was a graphic that said comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. You, you've heard of this before. I mean, it's clear, oh, yeah. but I, it's just been something I've been dealing with because for whatever reason, I caught myself going through the cycle of comparing myself to me previously. My, pre- right. I, my, you know, not just how I look, but my workouts, my regimen, yes. my, everything. Mm-hmm. So, that's not really fair. No. So the, The point I was making at that point was I was thinking about when I was in graduate school, um, Mm -hmm. really hit my stride. Like I was late because I wanted to, and I found out what I needed to do. And I just, I hit my groove and I, it was easy. And then every morning I got up, I walked Mm -hmm. far it was to the gym. I did my workout. I walked back. I planned what I was going to eat on my way back. And then I just did it. And then I went to class and it was all planned out and it was easy, but there was structure. And now I'm an entrepreneur there's no structure in my life. I can create as much structure as I can try to, but then right. I don't have a graduate school structure life. I, I don't. Yeah. And it's, I'm not going to have it. And that's right. okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, trying to compare, well, I did this and I could get back to that. And stop, stop. So yeah. Here we are on uh, a couple of years past all the, the, the foot injury and the hip injury and the yeah. injury and the gallbladder surgery and the, you know, okay, that's all done. I'm all healed. We're fine. But instead of trying to compare myself to where I was and I should do this. And I'm looking back over my workout journals going, yeah, I was doing three sets of five and four sets. Of five. It's okay. It's like, I'm mm-hmm. that, that that is robbing me of progress. It's like, it is okay 
think think like what back when you're I'm thinking like when I'm training my beginner clients. Yeah. You start them out with one set. You start mm-hmm. them out with two sets. That's mm-hmm. it. You don't give them a bajillion things to do. You, right. you, know, you just get back into it. I'm like, it's okay to be a beginner. And it doesn't feel right. I feel like I'm not doing enough. But at the same time, I yeah. know I've just got to build the consistency habit and give myself yeah. credit for doing something and doing, hey, maybe I'm just going to do these three exercises for two sets each. And, poof. and hey, guess mm-hmm. what? I did that three days in a row. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything. Okay. This is progress. This is good. Give yeah. Right. Right. And from a, from a coaching perspective, I'll do it from a coaching perspective and then, and then different, but from a coaching perspective, it's kind of insane, right? Because you would never, even if you had, oh yeah, I used to be like, I used to be really diligent. I was really in shape, but then I've taken even two months off. Right. (gasps) Okay. We're going to start you. We're going to see where you're at. You know, I'm not going to give you a full blown workout and expect you to do the whole thing. And if you're not, if you're starting, let's say even a class workout where it's like, okay, everybody's doing the same workout. If you're not doing well partway through, or if you've clearly hit your, like if we're doing a technical portion and you've clearly like, okay, well, we're starting to see the technique breakdown. You're done. I don't care that you did two sets and everybody else is doing five. I don't care. Like that's, it's unreasonable, you know, because you're getting back into it and we need to get your body used to it. And the most important thing is that you're here trying. And that is exactly what I would say to a client from a musical perspective, same deal, right? So you wouldn't expect a beginner student to practice two hours a day or more. That's insane. Like a brand new baby beginner who has no embouchure. Oh no, 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 no. You will die. But you like, know, <laughs> how many of us didn't really practice much during the pandemic? I mean, how many of us right. months off? It was right. nice. like I had nothing right. to work for. Didn't want to yeah. focus on other things. But then, then you go back yeah. and like, I should practice. You go back to practice and you're, yeah. you're sore after 10 minutes or you're tired. Yeah. Like, that's okay. Yes. <laughs> you but didn't go backwards, but right. now you have to rebuild again. And that is okay. You can't just right. automatically jump back into that two hour session that they used to do that's but i see people doing that grace but i see people doing that right they're like oh well but i have a gig now and so i have to and i'm I'm in pain but what should i do about it i'm like well you should not practice that much like Mm -hmm. if you were teaching a beginner student or an intermediate student who had they were let's say they went overseas for two months to visit some family for some you know like family member passed away overseas they couldn't bring their instrument they had to go for two months. They come back. You're not going to expect them to jump right back into the same routine. At least you shouldn't. If they're coming back and they're like, man, my face is really tired. And they're like, clarinet, okay, you're starting to get that bunchy chin. And you're starting to bite. Like, you're done. Stop. You're done. Because the next step is jaw pain. Yeah. And you're only, re- if, even if you're not worried about pain, you're just reinforcing a bad habit. It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything. It doesn't mm-hmm. do anything positive. Same thing with the gym. So if you're coming back to the gym <laughs> or it's if you're be a beginner, beginner again, sometimes, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just that it. give yourself some grace, you know, don't feel like you have to do everything all at once again. Um, shoot. I started um, one of my favorite experimental workout cycles during the shutdown. Um, so we, like, 
my workouts stopped for a couple of weeks. It was, it was really minimal because we had no equipment. We were, had, no. we didn't know what was going on. We were in the house for two weeks. We had, I think some bands and a couple stones in the backyard and that was it. Yeah. Well, and- started, we had no idea. Nobody had anything. Yeah. No. And we were one of the first people who thought we were exposed. So we were literally locked in the house for two weeks. Didn't go anywhere, do anything. Right. And it's like, do we feel okay? <laughs> yes. So we're okay. Well, we'll do some banded stuff. We'll do some, but you can only do so much with limited equipment. And especially when you're just trying to figure out, well, what can I do? And I, I'm not very good with, I have to work at stones to be good with them. So that was an even bigger problem. I did all my banded stuff and I'm like, but I'm still struggling with the fundamentals of the stone at the time. Anyway, um, (laughs) so my point was we'd gone from that to, okay, well now I'm in worse shape and working out of a garage and I had my sandbags back and some weights and it was good. But I'm like, man, I have no motivation, no structure, no idea what I'm doing with myself. And um, so I'd been just doing a lot of sandbag carries and loading, And then I sign up for this program that is like, it, it was literally called the Meathead Muscle Program. <laughs> I'm not, I loved it. That's it fun. So, I love it. <laughs> I love it to pieces. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's beefcake. <laughs> it's not beefcake. That's, yeah. I think that's where it came from, actually, was, was that cycle. <laughs> you know, okay, this is a tangent, but there was a guy I dated for about five seconds, and uh, a <laughs> Nice guy, super nice guy, but like it, I was like, this is not gonna work out. But he, okay, so you say beefcake. <laughs> he he went on the tangent with like calling himself beef, beefcake, but he said there was this story. He was like downtown somewhere, and this I don't know. He was in his thirties, and this fifty year old woman come up, and she's drunk as crap, you know, and she comes up and and whatever. I don't remember what the story was, but basically, she's all like hanging on his arm, and she didn't call him a beefcake. She called him a beef tassel. Anytime I think of that, that's what I think of. I would have run with that if I were him. I'm like Beef Castle. <laughs> that's his new nickname. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would. I would take that. You know? Yeah. So if I call you Beef Castle, there you go. <laughs> you know, that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. Too funny. But, so anyway, meat uh, and muscle. What? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're starting this back up, and and by this point, most people had been fully locked up for months. I mean months 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 um because a lot of them were over in europe too and uh (laughs) we get on the first call because it was a weekly call and then three or four days a week of lift on your own and come back and weekly call talk about it talk about questions stuff like that and the the preparatory call guy who's running it um he goes okay i know a lot of you are power lifters i know a lot of you are crossfitters i know a lot of you are competitive he goes Unless you've been continuing to do your regularly scheduled program unbroken, he goes, I don't want you working off of your former percents. Because he had, you know, percents, but he told us right off the bat, these are rough, rough percents. Mm-hmm. He goes, I don't want you working off of your former maxes. He goes, because you won't know what they are. In a lot right. of ways, this is good. He, because the goal was, I don't care what the percent is. This is just a range. It should be, here's your, here's your number of reps. It should be really difficult to finish that last rep. It's even okay. If you get like, say the rep is it's 10 reps per set. If you stop at nine, 
you can't get 10. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, but he's saying this to you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. A bunch of competitive people is like, you can't use your percents. You have to go based on feel. And if you're restarting, this is, this is the point of all this. If you're restarting or if you're getting back into it, you don't know what you can do anymore. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not going to get past where you were, you know, but right. if you come back in and you're like, oh man, yeah, I could uh, rep 225. That was a warm up weight for me on deadlift and my max is 315. And, you know, so, okay, we're going to deadlift today. Great. I can warm up with 225 and your body goes, no, you can't. No, you can't. Like, but, but, but hey. you can cry all you want. No, you can't. Hey, don't try to force that because the next step is back pain. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, funny story. That's, that goes on with one of my clients. Um, he, you guys saw what I posted on my story. Well, by the time you're seeing this, it'll be gone. But he, he, um, he follows this guy. Oh, I forget his name. McMichael, maybe? He... He has this alternate persona, Maxim Liftoff, Russian guy with the mullet. It's, oh, it's so funny. But he's got this program out right now. He calls it Dead December instead of December. It's Dead December. Nice. Oh, about deadlifting. Uh, and my, my client, Jason, is just obsessed with deadlifts. And he, like, always wants to have a PR. He always wants to have max. And we can't do that every week. No. He no, likes to, you know, anytime that he, he's like, well, my, he's got this number. It's like, it's 264.5. Well, guess what? Yes, yesterday or whatever, we did 266 right. for two. And before it was right. 264.5 for one. So it's like, right. dude, this is great. But, you know, there were a couple times, a couple weeks before, he was struggling to hit 230, 220, whatever it was. And he was all frustrated. Right. Like, it's part of the process. You can't PR every time. You cannot. I mean, no. it's no. And it's, it's yeah. this comparison thing. I mean, and he got frustrated. Right. If, and he's trying to apologize. Like, what? Right. Like, right. Be nice to yourself. This is part yeah. of it. You have ups and downs and highs and lows and cycles. And yes, your body has to recover and it can't be all the time. Right. No. And it's, it's not going to be. And that's why you'll see competitive athletes. They are always cycling. And yeah, especially in strength sports, there's, um, there's a lot of concern about you'll see article after article just google it peaking too early in strength sports just google it you will get so many results i haven't googled it and i am willing to bet money on that like you mm -hmm. know but mm -hmm. that's that's how it goes is that it's cyclical you need a certain amount of rest in order to be at your strongest but if you rest too long then you get weaker and like once you use up your strength your body is going to start decreasing and it's cyclical you know, so you know what? You can't always have a good tone day. Mm -mm. Days get crappy tone days, right? I mean, you ever you ever pick it up and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna. Oh, I sound terrible. My lips are not with it. Like it doesn't oh, feel yeah. right. You're just, oh yeah, yeah. Yep. But then other days there, you pick it up. It's amazing. Yeah, there have been practice sessions where I've just put the instrument down. I'm like. This ain't happening today. <laughs> today is not the day. It's, it's not. I can't get anything done. Nope. You know, and, and I had to learn how to do that too with the whole, oh, but I've got a, I've got a gig and I've got to practice this. If it ain't happening on the instrument, I'll set it down and I'll just listen to the piece. Like mental the practice best has in the valid. world, but right, right. Like you just have to understand where you are on a given day. Are you going to make yourself better or worse by pushing <laughs> and just be gentle, just be nice. Um, and beyond it's especially don't compare yourself to where you were if you're starting back up. 
And I don't oh, care gosh, if you're, yeah. I don't care if you're a lifter or a runner and like, oh yeah, I used to run, you know, 5k was a, was an average run for me. And yeah, but then you sat on the couch for two months. Oh my gosh. Anytime I get back to my bike, I think, how did I do 100 miles multiple yeah. times in one year? I get out there. I'm like, it's been nine miles. I'm good. Nine. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. you up to that like you basically yeah. dedicated your entire year to cycling i didn't really lift as much it takes so much time like you've been focusing on your business not your bike cycling yeah. freaking forever amount of time you're not yeah. doing that that's okay i mean and i had to get in my own head being like that's not your goal you don't, right do you really want to devote that much time to do 100 miles because yeah. i'm slow takes me nine hours of actual riding time seven to nine hours you're getting off the, but then we're talking like a 12 hour thing. That's the whole day. Right. <laughs> that, you know, I've got right. a, I mentioned this before. I have a, a friend and she, we bike together sometimes. And she's like, well, if I don't even do 30 miles, it's not even worth getting kitted up for. I'm like, that's a toxic mindset. Uh, let me get rid of that because it, now, cause it's, it's stuck in my head. And every time I go out, I'm like, I just want to get out and enjoy it. And now yes. out with that same sense of, uh, like we talked about with vocal dystonia, um, same sense of, exploration, curiosity, how yeah. I feel. And I can yeah. stop and be like, I'm not in it today. You don't have to push yourself every time, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Who sees? Or not. There we go. Okay. Uh. <laughs> really loud in the microphone. But you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's hard to come from that mindset of like, you've always, I always want to go farther or go more elevated right. or go longer or whatever. Right when that was my goal was to, to get my speed faster, to go longer to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. building on that. Now I'm just like, Angela, you want to ride your bike for fun, for pleasure, for relaxation, for, you know, yes. brain out of getting out of the house. Cause no one can talk to mm-hmm. me. Like, I can't be on my phone. I can't be posting. I can't be anything. Yeah. I don't want to make this into a punishment, right? Your goals right. are different. <laughs> sure. You did a hundred miles. Sure, you did 70 miles by yourself that one day for fun. I don't know what's wrong with me. You did 30 miles on it, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, be happy with your 9, 12, 13, 20, whatever it feels like. And, you know, it's just, I mean, what, I have these days where it's like, oh, it's perfect weather, mm-hmm. the time, and I don't want to go. And I have to so stop myself from being, feeling guilty about it. Like, who says you have to ride your bike if the weather's great and you have time? Right. Did you do anything physical today or tomorrow? Or, you know, like maybe I did my, my, my three sets of bicep curls and some shoulder presses and, and some lunges and some squats or whatever. Yeah. My brain says that's nothing. That's not enough. You didn't take a couple of hours. You didn't sweat. You didn't whatever. I'm like, it's okay to be where you are and enjoy yeah. what you are. You don't always have to be pushing for this massive goal, right? Right. Sometimes the goal right. is just about getting back to the enjoyment of the process and enjoyment mm-hmm. of what you're doing. And then, mm-hmm. you know, getting back to consistency. That's what my goal yes. is. Right yeah. Consistency, and if building that. And if you've built consistency and enjoyment, then you can go back after the big goal and you'll actually be successful. But if you come in with that, like it's not enough right away, well, you're going to quit before you even start. Yep. I you think know. point for us to take a little break. Yeah. So... All right. Welcome back to the Tuned and Strong podcast. Um, we were, before the break, we were talking about um, 
building consistency, um, being gentle with yourself, you know, and, and just being with yourself where you are at the gym, whether you're getting back to it or a beginner. Um, but what you had said a few minutes, uh, a few minutes ago, it's more than a few minutes ago, what you'd said mm-hmm. at the beginning of the, of the recording was um, the, the thing that we keep seeing is that comparison is the thief of joy. Um, and I think we pretty well unpacked that when we're talking about self-comparison, right? Like, mm. well, I used to do this and I used to, do this. but there's also the external comparison, external comparison as the thief of joy. Um, and I see that a lot. Um, I'm coaching out of a, it's a small gym, you know, but it's, it's very strong man based. Um, a lot of people who sign up for com- uh, competitions, they're signing up mostly for fun. There's some people who want a pro card, but there's average people, there's competitive people, tight knit community. Um, and even within my group class, you know, we get, we get some people in there who, um, everybody's making progress. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of ladies. I've got some ladies who are coming off of injuries. Um, mm-hmm. one was in a really, 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 really bad car accident. And the, it wasn't just the accident. The accident was bad enough. There were surgeries after that hospitalizations, but then months of just having to rest and recover. Mm-hmm right? And work a desk job. So, and, and that then years of just like, well, I can't, so I'm not going to. And so a lot of coming to work with me is, well, every time I try to do everything else, I just get hurt. I can't do it. I can't do it. I've got back pain. I've got back pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started so, so small and we're making great progress. It's, it's really, I'm super proud of this particular client um, doing amazingly well. But we get a new client in and this new client happens to be, um, so the first, the injured client is a woman, not particularly tall. And the new client is, uh, six, three, if I had to guess six, two, six, three, very tall. I I think ex football player, but if not ex football player should have been a football player, (laughs) bulky dude, strong. A large man. Large man. So we've got petite woman, large man. <laughs> petite injured woman, large man. And I'll see the first client. So we're, we worked on squats the other day. And the new client, big, large man, feels comfortable squatting. So, of course, he's repping over 300. No problem. That's fine. Like, okay. And starting to show me some stuff. You know, whatever. But she'd finished her sets earlier. She was on a safety bar squatting to a box with like, I think tens mm-hmm. on it, you know, so who's that 65 pounds. Yeah. And so she's watching the new one squat. I think it was like 345, 355, <laughs> you know, just for two. You cannot. And she's just, just like, I'm over there squatting like the bar basically. And he's over here squatting this massive, and, like, and you can tell it bothers her. And I'm like, but a year ago, you couldn't squat an empty bar for one without your back flaring up. Mm-hmm. You just did sets. I think it was like six sets. Holy of cow. Tempo, of tempo. Pause. Box so squats. Explain what tempo means to people who okay. don't know. 
Yes, yes, yes. So standard squat, down, up, done. Tempo means you have to control the descent. I think it was like a six count down too. Like it was, wow, a, it was that's a, a long tempo. Yeah, long negative. Been, mm -hmm. And the negatives are the hardest part. So coming down, yeah. six, five, four, three, two, one. The pause. Pause. Oh wow. One, two. I'm that's pretty sure that was Yeah, I'm like a year ago you couldn't do any squat with an empty bar. You did tempo, which is harder, with a pause on a bar with weight on it mm -hmm. for six sets. Man, that's and I'm like a year ago. And she's like, well, a year ago, I couldn't even squat a sandbag. I'm like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like you can't, you can't compare yourself to somebody else that is going to. And, and I've seen this happen several times with this particular, I'm like, you need to look at you. You need to look at you, where you came from, where you're going. And, you, and of course, where you're at today, right? Because mm -hmm. they've all had days where we've talked about, you know, like, it's just not happening. That's fine. You showed up. Mm -hmm. But if you're brand new and you're in a setting where somebody is a lot bigger than you or even smaller than you, but has been doing it a lot longer or even just is built different, doesn't have the same background, like, man, don't look right and left and let that get under your skin. You know, you got to be where you are and not where, because I'm, I'm looking at, again, the new client squatting 340, 50, whatever it was. And I'm like, yeah, but there's an issue there. And I can see it. Mm -hmm. He can go heavier, but not safely. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like by the time we get some structural work done on this dude, he should be like 500 easy. Nice. But, oh, yeah, you know? That's fun. <laughs> but, yeah, that's fun. I don't expect that out of the injured client. If we can get her to, if we can get her to, to a hundred in another year, that would be an incredible accomplishment because of what she's been through. Sure. But she's but gotta, herself the big dude over here. Yeah. We talk, her joy. Yeah. We talked her out of it, but man, if you're at the gym alone, you don't have somebody to talk you out of it. Like, <laughs> Yep. You need to be prepared to talk yourself out of it. You can't. You need to put some blinders on. Yeah. Put some headphones in. Right. Just stare at you in the mirror, folks, what you're doing to look around. Right. If you're going to look around, look at it as inspiration for where you could get to. There you go. To Not where, you where people are. Right. Those people are in their heads or in their journey. All you can see is external. They don't yes. know who you are in your head or in your journey. Right. Right. right? And if you're. Word. You're brand new to a gym too, and you're just getting started. Like, oh, the pressure is so it's so weird, right? Because yeah, you're, it is. If you're a beginner in particular, you're like, well, I don't even know what I'm doing, and I'm around all these people who seem to know what they're doing. But side note, most of them don't. No. <laughs> just, just so you know, most of them don't know what they're doing. But you're coming in, and you're like, even if you know what you're doing, it's okay. What's the vibe here? Who's gonna get in my business? Who's not? Yeah. Um, especially as a woman who's going to get in my business, who's not. Um, <laughs> and then yeah. depending on what you're doing and what setting you're in. So like I said, I coach out of a strong man gym, which I love, but they are all hard all the time. Like you have to, yeah. it's got to be big numbers and you have to hit at least this much and it's got to look like this and you should just be, and it's a lot of showing effort. Yeah. Of, 
doing efforts. Doing efforts. We'll, we'll leave that alone. So then, you know, my class gets in there and I'm very different. <laughs> like, not that we're not moving big weights, but I focus on structure first. And so we do a lot of things that look odd. I don't care that they look odd. My class doesn't care that they look odd, but you get the looks like, what are you guys doing over there? Like, we're building core, yeah, go yeah, away. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys doing? And, and it's that like, well, we all do that. That's, I don't, it, and, and it's almost that like, well, you're kind of wasting your time with this. I don't know why you would do that. It's and it's funny business. because the people who, so most of the people are doing the workouts on the board, which is part of the membership at that gym. Yeah. But they'll pick and choose. Yeah. So they're all doing the workouts written by the owner, but I only see the ones who are doing the one-on-ones with the owner. They're doing similar, weird, off-kilter stuff like like yeah. we are. Yeah. But the majority is just like, no, we're just gonna like, I don't need to do that part. I'm not doing ab wheels. I'm not, you know. <laughs> Those are hard. Whatever Ooh. it is that they don't want to do for yeah. that particular. No, I don't need to do that. I did my main lifts. I'm gonna go home now. You know. Um, yeah, so that's, a, I mean, then that's in a, that's in a big box normal gym. Yeah. Yeah. So people are going to look at too. you and it's okay that they look at you mm-hmm. because the, and at first it feels like, oh, well, I need to just stop because you know, this is, this is clearly not right. And it's clearly not, this is where that trust yourself, trust your process, get you somebody that you do trust who knows what they're doing. A good coach, stick with them. Mm. You better believe in them because you're going to get looks no matter what you're doing and who you yeah. hire. And even if you're doing all that weird stuff, you're going to get looks. Um, but the end result is after being there for, we haven't even been at that particular location for a year yet. And after so long of like, I don't know what you guys are doing. This is, this is, it looks weird. It looks funny. I, I don't understand it. Um, they're now looking at my clients going, wow, they've put on a lot of muscle. They're yeah. Moving, they're moving big weight. I didn't, that's a big jump for them. Like, that's fun. Yeah. So yeah. don't worry about what the people around you, if you're doing a good program, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what approach it is. If you're doing a good program and you're doing it consistently and you're actually doing everything that's assigned to you, you're going to do things that somebody's going to think is weird. You're going to get looks and it's okay. It doesn't matter. That's on them. That's their I, I have never gotten a weird look, mind you, from anybody who actually knew what they were doing. Correct. That's... <laughs> Say that again for the people in the back. Never gotten a weird look from never anybody who actually look. knew what they were doing. Only from the people who, uh, I, I won't finish that sentence. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, so my gym is a, is a personal training only gym. Mm-hmm. Every trainer there has their own style, their own way that they do things. And I have seen some bizarre, bizarre things. And after five, six, eight, I don't know how long years I've been there. Five, five years, I don't know. I still think some of the stuff some of these people are doing is weird. I don't get it, but their clients stick with them for years. They get the results they want. Not that's why like finding the right person to be your coach is what matters. Cause it doesn't yeah. matter what anybody else thinks is cool or not. What are right. your goals? What, 
what's and then you got to find the person with that style like like um there's this there's there's this one guy i mean um he does a whole bunch of rotational stuff and gymnastic type stuff and handstands and there's another guy does i don't know what he does i have no idea i zero idea but his clients love him it's, it's a lot of weird mobility stuff but then i watch him go snatch jerk clean 250 pounds dude is a beast okay. but then he does some real weird i have no idea what he's doing zero after five years i still have no idea but then one day he came over he goes hey i um noticed you're trying to work on your squat side note i detest squats they're not fun my hips don't like them. um and he goes hey i noticed that you've tried this I'm like, no, show me everything. He's like, yeah, you do blah, 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 get down way down in the bottom. My butt was on fire for two days after just sitting in that squat like that. I'm like, dude knows what he's talking about. Who cares? Yeah. Right. What, how weird it is. And that's what I like about this gym is like everybody's, and people look at me like, what is yeah. thing? You know, yeah. all of us do weird stuff, but we all appreciate our idiosyncrasies, you know? Yeah. Right. And that's what's cool. Cause you know, my new clients will come in and well, they'll see a trainer doing something odd with somebody. And I'm like, don't worry about them. They're not looking at us either. You're going to see some weird stuff in here. We're going to do some weird stuff in here. Oh, yeah. Our brand is weird. It's fine. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That's what makes it fun, actually. There's a lot mm-hmm. of time in that gym, too. Like, there's a bunch of stuff that people bring in, like, just games and balance work. It's just fun. It's a good place yeah. to be. Yeah. And that's what you want. You want, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here complaining about a little bit of the environment at, at mine and don't get me wrong. I actually really like it. Um, it's just, you know, some, yeah. some of the, they're not even bad people. They just don't get it. And I'm like, it's so, it's, it's actually like, this is going to sound really demeaning. I don't mean it as demeaning as it sounds, but it's like, oh, that's cute. Thank you, honey. I appreciate your concern. <laughs> Go play with your barbell. I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Cause they're good to hang out with, but like, eh bros the coaches yeah bless them but the other coaches and especially the owner the owner is really really knowledgeable i i love working there when he's there because he and i we steal from each other open oh yeah it's wonderful like we do that all the all the coaches where i work you find people you see you 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 end up stealing from each other nobody says it but then you look around you're like i was doing that with a client yes yeah i see you doing it Uh Uh uh-huh Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Kind of a yeah, compliment. See, oh, absolutely. I see my stuff and my workouts on the board workouts and I'm like I got you. Like <laughs> yep. Yep. It's not necessarily even like it's it's something that that, you know, other coach wouldn't know. It's just maybe they so, hadn't thought about it. Maybe they hadn't been doing it for a little bit and all of a sudden there's a lot of creativity that goes around too. It's it's, it's great. You see the same exercise people do all the time, but then you get these five different coaches doing that same exercise in one day, five different ways or five progressions or regressions or with implements that are like, oh, I'm using that. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fun, but yeah. Comparison, thief of joy. Right. Curiosity. Why would they do that? What, what are, what are they missing? What are they looking at? Because I mean, they do some stuff that I don't do. The bros, they do. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm going to call them bros. Uh, I'm not saying that it doesn't help. You know, like I detest the concept of shrugs. Yep, I know. That, they they irk me. They irk me to no end because I have yet to work with somebody who did not have overdeveloped traps. 
mm-hmm. and underdeveloped lats. Yep. And I'm like, or underdeveloped flow traps. Yeah. And you know what? You're if if you're just people. doing shrug, 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 well, these are already tight on most people. Mm-hmm. You're just, you're just cranking them down more. I is that, <laughs> you know, and is that going to help you get like a ridiculously big deadlift? Possibly. Is it going to help you with farmers carries again, strongman stuff? Possibly, probably. If you're looking to max, 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 yes. Will it help but, you with your bodybuilding symmetry? Yes. But. But. Like for me, my my goal is always do everything from a healthy approach. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to compete, great, do it healthy. I don't think I've ever given anybody shrugs ever. No, I hate shrugs. Ever. I don't find them to be useful for my people or me or mm-hmm. most of them. Yeah, anyway, so. But, you know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, keeping your eyes on your own prize. What is your goal? What is what is it that you want to accomplish? And you know, not comparing yourself to other people, not comparing yourself to where you were. Sometimes it's good to have that benchmark of, yeah, I did accomplish that, but I'm at a different point in life. Absolutely. I have, goals. I have different everything. Like I am stopping comparing myself to graduate school. I mean, I think about it in a in a way where it reminds me of, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. And I'm in a phase right now where I'm remembering how to lose weight the way I want to. And it's not, there are all these different ways to do it, but now it's like, how about you go at this with a sense of curiosity? What is your body telling you you want to eat? Now you know what you need to eat, but then let's just tune into our hunger cues. How are our hunger cues? You know, and you just kind of have some grace with yourself and be like, yeah. So you remember where you were as a sense of, um, you know, like, yeah, I can do this as um, the word uh, inspiration. Yes. Not a comparison as this is where I should be. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy my two sets of this and my two sets of that. And my workout might take 10 minutes instead of an hour. But if I do five, three to five, 10 minute workouts in one week, instead of one, one hour workout. Yeah. That's better. Much better. Much better. My goal is build consistency. I got in the habit and uh, remember why I like doing it. You know, and sometimes all you need are those little reminders. Yeah, it's easier. And I I keep, I keep telling my clients this too, on, on certain, certain movements. Um, It's easier to, it's easier to expand something that you're already doing correctly Mm -hmm. than it is to start from scratch, trying to do the whole thing all at once. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was, that was a really long winded way of saying, so your 10 minute workout's going to be easier to go. Oh, well I can do 15 today. Well, well yeah. I can do 20 today as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with like, well, I can't squat to depth. So, so are you squatting? Does it feel yeah. okay? Are you getting your glutes? Are you getting your hamstrings? Great. Range is easy. Mm-hmm. Sensation is not. Yep. Yep. Getting, getting the stuff activated so you can go progressively lower doing it consistently. That's what's hard. You're showing up, you're doing it, we're doing well. It's just like playing an instrument. You don't show up being able to play the Nielsen concerto. You know, I mean, it took me a year to learn that thing at a high level. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, you don't just show up, boom. It, it right. you think when you were a kid and you started, for me, mm-hmm. 
great. And yes, I was that obsessive kid that was always in the band room, always practicing constantly. I mean, missed the bus yeah. the time because whoops, mom was not happy about that. But <laughs> like, how do you fault your kid for being like, I have to practice? You miss the bus? I mean, that's kind of that's a good kid. Okay, that's a good kid, but I'm so mad at you, you know. But right, right. I don't think I was practicing hours at a time. I was practicing probably hours a day, but it was only yeah. chunks anytime I could yeah. grab them. And that's because I wasn't injured yeah. as a beginner. No, no. And yeah. And your routine. I mean, we've talked about just your practice routine alone has changed throughout oh, yeah. the years. And it's going to continue to change. Yeah. Anytime your routine changes, you've got to change your approach. That's okay. I, it's, mm-hmm. it's just unreasonable to think that you can, it, it, you're talking about that grad school level. And I'm thinking oh, yeah. like, yeah, for my master's, my master's was probably shy of, um, no, I'd say my master's was probably the most number of hours I ever practiced in a day. You know, yeah. Because I had the time to do it. I had and the space to life. do it. And it was, it was my life. I had my scholarship money. Yes, I was working, but they were set hours for Mm -hmm. the most part. Um, I I could predict them. Um, I, my home life was pretty much taken care of. You know, I I had a very solid routine. But again, do you think about, was it just that I wasn't wanting to practice more during undergrad? No, my schedule looked different. Was it that I wasn't Mm -hmm. wanting to practice more during high school? No, my schedule looked very different. Mm-hmm. My schedule looks different now. So to sit here and go, well, you know, as a master's student, I was practicing, you know, X number of hours per day. And so what? Okay. I can't do that now. <laughs> I can't. And just realistically, I if I, I try to practice, to. no, I would, I would just hate the clarinet all the time. I'd hate mm-hmm. it. Like something that this reminds me of this. It's easier to maintain your gains than to build them. Yeah. Yep. So it's easier to maintain strength what you've got. It's it's harder to build strength than it yes. is to maintain it. So remember that. So if you're like, man, did I, you know, sure, I used to ride 100 miles and now I'm like 9, 13, 20 is fine. But I have that base in me still. I, I built up to it one time. It's going to be much faster the next time for me to get back to that point. Same yes. practicing, same with whatever strength. So mm-hmm. if well, I haven't been lifting forever and ever and ever. Now I'm getting back to it. It's still there. It's much easier to maintain that basis of strength yeah. or, or ability, even if you've taken time off, than it is yeah. to build it in anything. Yeah. So keep that. Yes. You're not yes. as far behind as you think you are. No, but you're going to be far behind if you try to jump straight back into 100%. Right. You have to ramp yourself back up. It's, it's going to have to happen. Um, and that's a good thing. Enjoy the process. Enjoy enjoy the discovery of where you are now and then compare it to the discovery of where you were the first time. What's different. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like your body knows where it wants to be. Just give it a chance and give Mm -hmm. it a chance to be happy about it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to at least just be happy with where you are. So easy to say, not so easy to do. Right. Yeah. Look for ways. Look for look for ways to win every time, even if yeah. it's small. Even Celebrate those I little did a whole wins, podcast like, on that. Huh? Celebrating the little wins. Yeah, yeah. I think we did yeah. a podcast on on. Um, shoot, brain stop. Sorry. <laughs> Celebrating the little wins. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate that. 
And if you guys are not doing a, um, do you have a, um, do you have a, a book, like a workout book where you write your sets and reps and weights and all that kind of exercise and stuff? You ever kept one of those or practiced? Or I, I have, I, I have, I encourage certain clients and students to do so. They don't work for me very well. Fair they don't. But that's Fair enough. <laughs> so I've been lifting forever. I started getting serious about it, you know, in grad school and then after grad school. And then I hired a coach in the motor. And so I, I kept one of these body minder journals. So um, I, I found a whole, I've got a whole stack of my claws back here. I'm cleaning out crap and just throwing out a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, oh, look at my old journal. Where was I? What did that look like? When I'm thinking I'm here, what did that really look like? And I noticed, I yeah, okay, there was one time I was doing like three sets of five and then two sets of eight, but I would go back, okay, where was I before that? I was doing, mm -hmm. oh, the volume was different. Okay, so actually I wasn't doing that much, but I went every day. Oh, mm -hmm. oh, and then it just kind of clicked in my brain. I'm like, well, let me, what else did I do? So just going back and seeing where I was, and I also like yeah. my weight and like who mm -hmm. I was coaching, what, what, who was coaching me, like what I was eating. And like, I got obsessive about it. But at least now I have that record. I can go back and be like, well, that's what I did. Oh. Yeah. And then it's, it's cause it, you know how we, we, we put rose colored glasses on our past when you remember the good. Yeah. yeah. Like also being able to look at that was like, oh yeah, that's where I was. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. Go back and, and see that kind of stuff. Right? Yeah. And I was not yeah. lifting as much as I thought it was. Levi says hello. <laughs> you know, I was, but I was going consistently. Like I yeah. just like consistency. Okay, well, yeah. I'll just start there. See what that yep. looks for me now as a forty-one-year-old. Yeah, not twenty-seven anymore. <laughs> yeah. And usually, the consistency is the key factor. Everything else comes after that. Mm -hmm. exactly. So cool. So. Actually, I, I've never found that to not be true. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yep. But it's, it's, it's easy to gloss over that in the pursuit of big reps and long workouts and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need it. You just need to be there. That's all. Yeah. Like and I had, no, I had a day the other day. I was like, I'm gonna do my little 10 minute workout. And then, you know what, actually, I'm just going to go, my gym is right here. I've got a set of dumbbells. I'm just going to do some shoulder presses. I'm just going to do some trice. I'm just going to do some rows like throughout the day. Yeah. You feel like that's not a real workout because you just did one set of whatever. That's one more set. I mean, it sounds cliche, but it's one more set than I was doing before, which was zero. Yeah. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like if you keep, like if I keep my flute out, I see it. I'll pick it up, play a scale, play a little bit, 10 minutes here and there. More than what I was doing before, which was nothing. You know, yeah. you see it, it's there. The, yeah. There's value in that. Don't yes, just there is. stuff. It's good. Yes, there is. <laughs> yep. And this is Levi in case you're watching. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Cat visit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think it's a good spot for us to stop today. I think so. I think we covered everything we needed to. Yeah. Um, so if you're watching, if you have any comments on the subject, any questions, um, hit us up, comments below. Um, subscribe, please, if you haven't and already. Share with, friend. share with your friends. That's the new thing for the algorithms. Um, yes. So yeah, you, your music friends, family, anybody that you think could find this useful, please share. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening, guys. Until next time. Until next time. 
Hey, musicians, did you know that up to 90% of musicians will experience playing-related pain or injury over the course of their career? How many hushed conversations have you heard about a lingering, quote, shoulder pain or a weird tingling in your fingers or maybe low back pain or a crampy weakness or maybe you or your colleague just says, I just have to get through the gig and you watch them pop Advil like candy, maybe flush it down with whiskey. How many times have we seen something like this? So many, right? Well, it's time we start talking about our struggles, our pain, our frustrations in a private space where we don't just complain and mobilize and blindly stretch, but we learn how to strengthen our muscles, our career successes, and build each other up. I've got a brand new program that combines all of these things, and I want you to be a part of it. It's a community, not a workout. It's a community with group coaching and great content that in 12 weeks, we'll have you understanding more about your body, what you need, and how you work so you can avoid that career-threatening injury. The three things that musicians don't want, we don't want to be injured, we don't want to have a lack of stamina, and we don't want to be clueless, aka when you hurt, who do you go see? Just a quote doctor? Well, this program addresses all of those things. You're going to walk away with an immense knowledge of who to see. You're going to be empowered because you're going to know what to do should you ever get injured or should you have a colleague that gets injured. You will be able to actually offer appropriate advice. You're also going to learn about the body and the anatomy as it relates to playing your instrument and your own anatomy. And then you're going to learn how to build not just your strength and endurance, but you're going to learn how to design your own corrective exercise program. So I hope you will join me in this new program. It's called the Music Strong Pilot Program, Job Security for Musicians.